Are we on? We're on. I don't think it's of course, yeah, we we understand. Yeah. I wonder who's in the chat right now. Is it Paul? Is it Angie? Is it Megan? It could be anyone. You just never know. Yeah. It could be anyone in the world. Lovely, it's, it's on there. I'm in a very bright red yeah. shirt right now. It shows up on the screen. It now. does. Yeah. It yeah. Um what? Yeah. Blinding. Yeah, it, it is blinding, quite blinding. I'm in the classic. Oh, that's merch, that's so. something I should have done. Yeah. To be fair. Uh, I mean, it's great advertising. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, that's what you like to see. Yeah. Being said, hi, it's me. See, there we go. It's, yeah, it was one of the three I said. So, mm-hmm. great stuff. On that regards, um, or on those regards. On those regards. Yeah. Um, can... getting right into it. Well, before I apologize. That was close. That was close. I, <laughs> I sincerely apologize. Yeah, that was close. Well, welcome back to the cog weekly podcast season, <laughs> season three episode 24 almost we almost missed it there yeah the double again would have been oh it would have been so yeah, poor would have been great would have so. been really bad now getting right into it mm-hmm. we're gonna start like we start every episode well since the start of season three and that is with the hasani of the week this week with three candidates who each scored a hat trick, and if you can tell by the title, it's a hat trick of hat tricks. Hat trick of hat tricks. How how many times does that happen? Not often do you get three Hassani of the Week candidates no. all with a hat trick. It's it's a tough one. It's usually you would think that each of these individual candidates on their respective weeks would win it on their own. Yes. Yet somehow they've aligned. The stars have aligned yeah. together. So we do have one of the most fantastic weeks to debate right now which mm-hmm. one do you want to start with well i think we can just go in order from left to right okay um you know kareem benzema return of the champions league return of real madrid in the champions league which is always good things and uh they came into it one zero down on aggregate to psg they were at home and benzema scored a wonderful hat trick after going down 2-0 to mbappe's second goal of the tie um, but not only that, scoring a hat trick against PSG to go through into the next round, he then scored um, two more goals and assisted against Mallorca uh, today to make it five goals and one assist in two games since our last podcast. So grouping those together, Six I mean, goal contributions. Very hard to beat. That is incredible. Yeah. And I mean, taking away from the Mallorca goals and assists. Mm-hmm. His hat trick in the Champions League. When you're weighing yeah. occasion and you're weighing the quality Com- of the competition. goals, competition, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. We're gonna get more into the whole PSG Real Madrid game uh, later in the episode, but right now, just talking about Benzema, he had an absolutely outstanding performance. Outstanding. His third goal. With the outside of oh, his boots. Yeah. First time. First time. It was absolutely incredible. I wish we could show you, but we'd get copyright infringement on yeah. live. But it was absolutely incredible. He just ran up to it. He was on the right side of the field. Ball came in and was at about the top of the box when he hit mm-hmm. it. Outside the boot, just outstretched, I think, in front of Marquinhos. Um, mm-hmm. And hit it with the outside of his boot into the bottom right corner. Fantastic goal. And the other two were not bad either. No, not at all. And... Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, I guess we should. Yeah, left to right. Yeah, Lewandowski. Uh, first of all, a hat trick again in the Champions League. Uh, this time it was against Salzburg, where they won, I believe, eight two on aggregate, which um is also quite hard to do 
but he scored his hat trick within like the first 20 minutes of the game. It was incredible. Um, and you know, he's used to that. I mean, he just scores goals. That's what he does. We've talked to him, talked about him a lot past couple episodes, I believe. And just continuing his form, I'd say. Yeah. It's, it's one of those where he did get a hat trick and it's great from Robert. And you know, he, he's that player that's going to show up in those champions league games and get those, Hat tricks and two goal games, you know, he's going to get those important goals. But it was a game against Salzburg where they absolutely blew him up. I mean, the scoreline just kept running at end of day yeah. two, like you said, um, with the with the final score of the two games. Um, so it's one of those where you're like, uh, it, it was good. It was very yeah. solid from him getting the three goals. But it, in respect to the rest of the game, you'd expect the number nine to get close to a hat trick if you're scoring you know, that many goals yeah, in, in a se- single seven game. goals in one game. Yeah, so, it's yeah. it's a bit of a tough one there. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be docked a little bit of points there for that. But we'll get the points in a second. The third player that we will talk about, though, is Cristiano Ronaldo, who scored an absolute belter as his first goal of the three against um, Tottenham Hotspurs at, uh, at Old Trafford in the Old Premier Trafford. League this past week. And the third goal was a header, and the second goal was, I believe, tap in. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. a tap in from the cross, mm-hmm. um, which actually was almost saved. But he did end up getting three goals, and that first goal was just typical Cristiano Ronaldo fashion. Exactly, and well, all three, I'd say. Yes, if true. you're if you're gonna like say, what are the three types of goals Ronaldo scores? It's one from thirty yards out with like insane knuckle on it second one just great movement being in the right place at the right time tap in third one rising above everyone for the header and placing it into the corner so i mean that's just typical ronaldo and i think it also says something that he was the only scorer for uh manchester united in that game and he pretty much similar to kareem yeah pretty much won them the game against spurs who did make it a one goal game and uh, i think they tied it up as well well you you could say that they didn't make it a one goal game a different player made it a one goal game but again we'll get into that later yeah. um but yeah so three fantastic hat tricks i'm getting the sheet that we have here I, uh, out the table the hasani table hold on where's my pen oh it's over here i gotta go grab it the pen's gone missing oh yeah i'm out there we go okay i'm back um so last week bukayo saka got it and it was a bit of a controversial one. I remember we had Paul, who was hiking the the score up a little yeah, bit. maybe a bit. So we should take that into account. It was an 8.25 for Bukayo Saka in episode 23. And I think that these these have to be higher. They have to be closer to that Kelly oh, yeah. 8.5 range, maybe even higher than that. So if you don't know, these numbers that I'm throwing out is the rating out of 10 that me and Mac plus the chat votes on. So me and Mac decide the player out of the three, and then we give votes, and then the chat gives votes. So if you would like to put one in the chat in a second, you can. I would say that my vote for the player that we're going to vote on would be Kareem Benzema. Six goal contributions in two games. Three goals in an absolutely crucial Champions League game that they went into down, which he then turned the other way. And, and they finished on top and, and knocked out PSG. And the three goals were very, very good. So I think given those three things, he just jumps above Lewandowski and Ronaldo, although I think Ronaldo is very close behind him. 
Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, Kareem Benzema is my pick as well. Like you said, it is very tough to come back from a two-goal deficit in the Champions League on aggregate, and he did it single-handedly with three goals um, against PSG. So I'm going to go with Benzema as well, and should I give my number? Yeah, you can give your number right now. And chat, you can start putting your number in if you want to. I'm going to go with an 8.8. Okay. So um, 8.8 for Mac. I think a What's 9. I think a 9 would be you know, he did almost get a 9 for me. Uh but then you look at it and looking back on just performances I've watched ever in football, I don't know if I'd put Benzema up in the 9 to 10 range there yet um for that performance, but definitely close enough and I think he's had the best performance out of anyone. Since earned, we've been recording. Yeah, that has earned the Hassani in the past, what is that, four weeks? Six. No, five. Five weeks, yep. so. Um, I respect that. I, I do understand, but I do rate his performance a little bit better than yours. I understand the necessity to keep the scoring as low as possible because when you get up there in those nine close to ten ranges, it has to be one of the best performances you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think you're going to see six goal contributions in two games with five goals and a turn around in the Champions League like we did with Kareem Benzema very often. This might be the only kind of performance we see at that level yeah. of that quality this year. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I'm going to give him a 9.1. Okay. So just above a 9. They're very close, our two numbers, yeah. but I just put him a little bit higher. So adding that... If anyone in the chat wants to... <laughs> Megan said Ronaldo 9.3... Unfortunately, Ronaldo cannot get a vote yeah. because now it's what you think of. Well, okay, Ave also says Ronaldo nine point seven. We're getting some Ronaldo <laughs> votes here. I wonder if we have, um, you know, kind of a a, a difference in opinion Maybe. between us and the chat. That yeah. would be a tough one. I mean, would... we there are people that are probably weighing the Tom Brady effect as well in that Ronaldo hat trick. But yeah, Angie said, gotta say, can't decide if Cristiano Ronaldo face makes me vote for him or vote for anyone but him. Um, hmm. <laughs> his face is, oh, yeah, he does have the little, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Ben's my 8.5. Ben's my 8.5. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, that's a three to two vote out of the viewers. And we'll, we'll give like 10 more seconds for any more Ben's um, votes. I mean, yeah, I agree. 9.1. I could get behind. I the only reason it was below a nine is the quality of goals. I feel like PSG yeah. did hand them, hand him two of those. One of them was a great pass by Modric, um, into him. He did score that one. So, I don't know. Just that would knock it down from a nine. If he scored, like, I understand that three incredible goals. Obviously, you got to give it to him. But okay, polling is closed in five, four, three, two, one. All right, polling's closed. The final verdict. Is an eight point eight. There we go. That's exactly what. Wow. You That's lovely from you. Yeah. Really, just deciding the the points there. So Benzema winning the episode twenty four Hassani of the week, getting an eight point eight rating. A whole wait, not eight point eight 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 point eight. Um, what is that? A whole. Let's see here. Point five five above Bukayo Saka last week. I think it's fair. There maybe even deserves a bit more about Bukayo, yeah, but we've true. already we've already spoke on that. So congratulations! Oh, we had an eight point seven sneak in there just after the polling mm. closed. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I feel so bad. Um, Ave. 
It, mm-hmm. it is just probably due to the lag. Yeah, um, that's true. But I mean, 8.7 is very close to that 8.8. Yeah, it, it's very similar. You can give it to him with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that concludes the Sony of the Week segment of the podcast. Congratulations, Kareem, if you're listening. Obviously, we always do that. And moving on to last week's predictions, and it's not really moving on because we're talking about two Hassani of the Week contenders in these games that we predicted last week. It's not often that we predict games that end up to be so eventful as they did, but these ones did end up to be very eventful. First, with the Real Madrid versus PSG game, as we were saying, which finished 3-1 to Real Madrid, Madrid went into it 1-0 down on aggregate, so they finished 3-2 on aggregate. And like we said, Benzema had a hat-trick. Mbappe had one goal to start the game out, but obviously that wasn't enough. And Madrid advanced 3-2 on to the round of eight. I don't know if they really call it that. The quarterfinal. The quarterfinals, I think. <laughs> the, the round of eight. <laughs> the, round, the round of eight. But it, it, was a, it was a very good, eventful game. I hope you guys were able to catch it. If not... Maybe go watch those highlights. It was it was a fantastic one. And I'm just going to talk about one thing. I have a little hot take here. I see for, that, yeah. For this game. And I think it needs to be addressed because in the first leg, I noticed this, and I didn't talk about it on the pod because I wanted to see how this player showed up in the second leg. And although it is a PSG player and PSG lost 3-1 in the second leg, I noticed an outstanding performance from this individual player again. And it's someone who, time and time again, gets underrated by the media and even by coaches, I feel, and and other players. And it's Marco Verratti, who is a holding mid for PSG. He's about 5'5", so very small, but also a very shifty player. And he just does everything right. I mean, it's crazy. He moves the ball from side to side well. He makes great tackles. He has a good work rate. You can't steal the ball from him. He's got fantastic dribbling. And in these two games in the round of 16, he showcased that perfectly. I mean, he had two of the best games I've seen from holding mid in my lifetime while watching. And I know that's a bold statement, but I I do believe it's true. So my hot take here is that on form right now, I think Marco Verratti is the best holding mid in the world. Wow, there you go. What what are you thinking? What I'm thinking, what's spinning in my brain is I did watch the full first leg um, in Paris. He was unreal. And we said that at the time. We were like, absolutely unreal performance from him. Um, I did tune in about like the second half for the... uh, He was way better in the first half of the second game. Yeah, so for the second half... He was was actually more meh, but uh, still. Yeah, that was... um, the earliest i could get on to stream it and i obviously that was when real madrid kind of took over and verati wasn't really involved in the play at all as psg we didn't really have the ball at all so i don't know i didn't see much from him in the second half but judging off that first leg i agree i, I still stand by it i think he if you watch psg i feel like if we watch them yeah weekend, he'd get way out, more praise yeah he'd be like okay yeah this guy just controls everything but I would say another midfielder on the other side, Luka Modric, did have an assist and looked very good um, when I was watching him. You know, similar to what you said, great dribbling as he's always had. Um, I think probably quite a few years older than Verratti. Yeah, I can look that yeah, up real quick. If um, but still, I mean, that midfield of Casemiro, Cruz, and Modric has been around forever, and their experience really showed last game. Um, 
So it's a six year difference. Brady's twenty nine and yeah. Modric is thirty six. But you know, oh, Ma- yeah. no, seven years. Yeah, Modric, so quite a big difference. Yeah, his game. I mean, it's it's they have a similar game. I'd say maybe Modric gets up higher a little more often. Yeah, I was um, gonna say. I just think that Verratti la- or Modric lacks a bit of the defensive qualities yeah. that Verratti brings, mm-hmm. but that's really it. They're going forward; they're very similar. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, you'd have to say Verratti does all three jobs that Casemiro, Modric, and Cruz does. But I would completely all three agree. Just for PSG, as I mean, who are the other midfielders yeah, in that right game? I feel like, I mean, who do they even use in the midfield at this point? Um, I know Idrissa Gay came in. Is it Paredes? Does he play? They play Paredes and yeah. Danilo Pereira. So so Pereira is much more defensive minded. He is. But, but, but Verratti and, and Pereira is going to pick up the scraps in that midfield. But yeah. Verratti is still doing a good job of winning the ball. His slide tackles are superb. Yeah. For a, small, for a small little guy, he really gets in there. And I would argue that he goes more forward than Paredes and he's more successful at it mm. Paredes might try a bit more but I think Verratti's more successful yeah I I think that's a good conclusion is Verratti does do a lot more for the PSG team than I feel like if you take Modric out maybe put in Valverde or someone like yeah, well, that yeah, you put in Valverde you still have, was obviously missing yeah. for the Real Madrid match yeah. against PSG but I mean if you're looking at their squad you can put Valverde in you can put Camavinga in you could put Isco in you know they Denny Ceballos they have a good amount of players that I think could sub in and do well enough to the point where that Madrid side doesn't suffer I mean we saw um, Casemiro mm-hmm. not be able to play in the PSG game, an absolutely crucial part of their defensive side of their midfield, and they were still fine. Yeah, and I th- I'm glad you mentioned Camavinga because he did have a great game he coming did. on. Um, he had a handful of long balls that really just um, sprung uh, Vinicius, and who was, who was on the right side? Was it... Um, it was Vinicius and Asensio, and Asensio, yeah, Asensio came did. off, he and came Lucas Vasquez came Vasquez, on, and Rodrigo. Yeah. Especially in the second half to Vasquez, that was causing all sorts of problems. So I think he is a very good future for Real Madrid in that midfield once, you know, inevitably one of those three older players move on. Yeah, I would completely agree. So, yeah. yeah, no, Camavinga, great player. Only 18, maybe 17 right now. Let's see here. Let's get the exact age. Um, but obviously very young player, born in 2002, currently, maybe he's 19 now. Let's see. I mean, he has this, like, yeah, he's 19. He has 19, a, he yeah. has, he's three days away from my birthday in a year, like a year apart. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. We're basically the same player. <laughs> yeah, to be now, honest. I, I could step into his shoes. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Me playing center mid and you would step into Danny Carvajal's spot. Yeah. It's it's something uh-huh. we could totally see happening in the you, future. We've talked to we have. Florentino Perez. Yeah, we, yeah, we've had a few discussions yeah. about how it's going to work out. And he's just waiting on a couple, you know, visa things. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, we need our work you know permits. Is, yeah. yeah, the work permits are tough to get. Yeah. But that Real Madrid PSG game was absolutely fantastic it's what like i said it's what the champions league is known for oh, just yeah. crazy comebacks crazy i was like screaming goals. yeah you're screaming texting me no i like, I, I like feel you screaming i no, yeah. i voice recorded myself and sent it to you you did screaming many times yeah <laughs> but yeah <laughs> many many times uh, like a lot of people said it the reactions were just like real madrid are back as 
you know the dynasty of the champions league i don't know about that yeah it's a bit of a bold claim but it did look like vintage real madrid you know just scoring at will and psg looked just defeated i would agree and also worth mentioning psg going out in the knockout stages again for however many five maybe more years in a row and not able with to, a two goal lead yeah with point. yeah with, and that's what i'm talking about yeah, you know, yeah having the the lead in the beginning and then and then going out um i think it was ever since that barcelona comeback that mm-hmm. that ha- that started happening every single year and it's tough because you know messi neymar mbappe verratti you know these great players we're talking about still unable to to get the job done which is something to keep an eye on and let, let me check the league on table right now. I mean, they did make it to the final during the COVID year and lost to Bayern, but mm-hmm. I don't know how much you can count that credibility. It's, it's, yeah. It was such a weird uh, year, especially, I mean, the teams in that quarterfinals onward, it was like Lyon, uh, Atalanta, and like just some crazy teams uh, when it was behind closed doors. So that was the one instance but the rest of the years i agree they've just underperformed and i think did you see like their owners um did like come into the locker room and reportedly like had to be ushered out yeah like security yeah yeah no they're they're struggling right now they actually uh about a month and a half ago went out to nice in the coupe de france they are doing well in the they're about 15 points ahead in first place but that's something that we see pretty much every single season so going out in the round of 16 the champions league and not making it very far in the coupe de france considering they brought in Messi this year is definitely a struggling season in in my opinion and they booed Messi and neymar when their names were announced for the lineups this weekend in their league game at home so dark dark times for psg yeah um obviously i mean bit of an overreaction exactly. to boo two of the best players of all time <laughs> it's it's a tough one yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what they were thinking there yeah but they need to get their stuff together the club needs to get their stuff together and you would hope to see some sort of improvement towards the back end of the season and into next year moving on to the next game that we predicted over in england in the premier league it was manchester united versus tottenham like we said ronaldo got the hat trick Harry Kane came in with a penalty in around the 30th minute, and then Maguire got an own goal later in the game, but it was not enough for Spurs to win or draw against the mighty Manchester United, and it finished 3-2. Did you see, uh, after Maguire scored that own goal, did you see Romero? Um, is that his name? That Yeah, center the back? center back, yeah, yeah the he, Argentinian. He, I don't know why he was... The furthest ahead for Tottenham, but that ball that was crossed in that was meant for him to tap in. Maguire inevitably tapped it in, but yeah. after it went in, Romero ran up to Maguire's face, who was on the ground, and just like screamed at him. <laughs> oh, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, I saw that. And do you see Roy Keane uh, after he was doing the um, post game or like whatever yeah, for yeah. Sky and. He didn't like it. I I thought he would have liked it. Yeah, I thought Roy yeah. would have been a someone to really like that. Yeah, but he was like Roy seems like someone who would have done that in his day. Exactly. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, players will remember that. That's karma. Like he's gonna have karma for him. Roy like punched people during the yeah, game. Yeah. Let's not let's not get carried away, Mr. Keane. I don't know. I just found it hilarious because it was like, <laughs> why 
like something must have happened earlier in the game because like why are you just screaming at no yeah that's that's true at mcguire who's just been really like just getting abused by his own fans and you just go up to him and scream at him after he scores an own goal i don't know it, it's what you love to see <laughs> i don't know about it but... clearly roy doesn't like it yeah but it, it is what it is roy punched people in his day so we can't really i don't know how much credibility we give him yeah that being said, like we said before, Ronaldo masterclass, and overall it was a very similar game with shots and possession. But you know, when you have Ronaldo firing on all cylinders, it's very difficult to win. Yeah, I I did see more pressing, I'd say, in yeah. this game from Manchester United, which obviously the whole thing about uh, United Ralph coming in was, oh, he does the pressing and all that. But we, we haven't really, seen it. No, we hadn't seen it at all. But I, I feel like they turn, they have made Tottenham turn the ball over, a couple times more than I usually see. Um, so I don't know. I think that contributed as well. Um, Tottenham had chances too. Um, especially after Ronaldo's first goal went in, they obviously did equalize, I believe, to make it one-one before going down two-one again. But yeah, they. They did have a lot of chances. The defense still looks open in the back for Man U. Yeah. Let me check the Premier League table real quick just to give an update on how that game affected the table. Obviously, it was a top four kind of clash there. So neither actually are in the top four at the moment, but Manchester United are sitting in fifth. That being said, one point behind Arsenal, but Arsenal have three games in hand. Arsenal is, are flying. Which is, yeah, that's that's incredible. So, Man United still, although only one point away from the, the Champions League football for next year, have a bit to climb with Arsenal having those three opportunities to get a maximum of nine points to climb away from them. And three below Manchester United is Tottenham in eighth, and they are on 45 points. Still fairly close. I mean, only five points away from Man United with 50 but that obviously affected them, and if the game went in a different direction, you would see pretty much the exact same table, but flip Man United and Tottenham at the moment. Yeah, I looking at that table, I the top four is pretty much in place for me. Yeah, um, I would agree. I would not be surprised if at the end of the season, it's that order, those four teams. Arsenal don't seem like slowing down, and like you said, they have games in hand as well, so they could go even further... They could go above Chelsea, right? Yeah, uh, Chelsea have 59, and Arsenal have 51. So, realistically speaking, or if, Ar- below, if Arsenal yeah. win two and draw one, they will... Oh, no. if They'd have to win. All, they'd have to win yeah. all three. But if they win two and draw one, they'll be one point behind Chelsea yeah. on the same number of games. And if Chelsea slip up at all and Arsenal keep going, you could totally see them them overtaking Chelsea. That would be incredible for Arteta if they finish third Mm -hmm. this year after, like, such a rocky start. No, they're doing so well right now. And it's so strange. I know we talked about it last week, but, you know, relieving their squad of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and then doing so much better. And then you look at Barca right now on a 10-game win streak with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, and Xavi literally just said in the news that he was a gift from God. A gift from God, A gift from the sky. Like, how does that even correlate? Xavi was like, he said in his press conference, he's really adapted well to locker room. He understands the mission. He works hard. And that seems like the exact opposite to what was happening at Arsenal. Completely. And 
I mean, don't forget, uh, the all or nothing I believe is on Arsenal this year. So That's, it's great. What a what a season to cover, and I can't I cannot wait. Uh, it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. But yes, the Premier League, the top four seems fairly solidified. Interestingly, I will be watching more of the bottom or the bottom three race i know you think it's funny but it's true it's better because of brighton or just in general not because of brighton brighton are a bit away we're 33 we're 10 point 11 points out of the yeah three which is pretty good but i mean there's a chance both to be honest both of our teams have fallen off recently well if you look at the last five games that brighton have played yeah it's five losses so really not it's rough the only other team in the the only other team in the premier league to do that is norwich so that's unfortunate you guys are on two yeah, draws, three, three losses, and your two draw or your two wins. Sorry, yeah. were the last two games. Were the, well, our last three games were three losses. Oh yes, yeah, that's what I mean. And it was against Newcastle, Watford, and Aston Villa. So three, just not ones you should probably be. Villa are above you guys, but outside of that, it's, yeah. it's unfortunate. But yeah, it as long as Brighton can turn it around, obviously five losses in the last five games doesn't bode well for your chances of staying mid-table. But if they can turn it around, I think we're fine. But I'm very interested to see what happens with the Watfords, the Leeds, the Everton, the Brentfords, especially with... Everton would be incredible if they went down. Not in a good way. It'd yeah. just be like, you never see... Frank. Yeah, you never think Everton going down. But... Yeah, it's a tough one. It, it is... That being said, we do have to move on from the Premier League over to the Europa League, where the Europa League round of 16 first leg between Sevilla and West Ham was played this past week. It was one of the games that we predicted last week, and it ended in a Sevilla win. It was 1-0, and it was a Sevilla goal from a set piece, which was not covered well. It didn't get delivered into the box, but instead it got delivered just towards the edge of the box where a Sevilla player volleyed it in bottom corner it was a fantastic finish but the marking from west ham was poor no and i mean west ham are usually pretty good defensively but uh they did have some chances in this game from what i saw uh a diving header as well which you know there was the diving love, header of the diving headers here robin van Persie type yeah i you know disappointed in the lads i did predict a draw um you got the win here and i think we go back to the london stadium and maybe you, you know, regroup a bit yeah <laughs> Declan Rice maybe should tell the lads maybe he gives a bit of a team talk I think so um you know Mikel Antonio's got to be doing better oh he does um, you remember that goal that he had for Jamaica against uh was it the United States yeah yeah so he needs to bring that out yeah and you know although Mikel got injured really in that game I don't know if it was that game or it was the Premier League game after that uh, well he, he did you know Kurt Zuma also has to do better um, in a lot of ways. <laughs> in, many way, in many ways in his life. But obviously we're not probably going to... Well, that their second leg is this week, and we it is not chosen for our prediction. Unfortunately, so they, that, honestly, they didn't have the care. pedigree. <laughs> so honestly, I don't care. If they, but it is... I think it's fun to see West Ham if they keep going in the... Europe, uh, it's going to be hard to beat Sevilla. They're just Europe League merchants. Yeah. It's very tough. It's, they know that competition. But honestly, Barca... On the form they're in, they're still in the Europa oh, yeah. League, and um, they could meet Sevilla there. They could, and that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, looking outside of the three games that we predicted last week, and just looking at a few others that were notable that we wanted to cover, Inter versus Liverpool obviously happened. Liverpool were up 2-0 going into this second leg Champions League round of 16 battle. 
and they were actually up 2-0 from winning the game at Inter Milan at the San Siro in Italy. And the return fixture was at Anfield, a fortress in the Champions League. And Inter actually ended up winning 1-0. So kind of strange that both teams won away from home and not at home. When the San Siro, as well as Anfield, are both looked at as very tough stadiums to play away at. And and although Inter was not able to go through, they lost 2-1 on aggregate. There was a fantastic goal that Lautaro Martinez scored. Great goal. And... You know, that made it, I, I let's check the exact time, but it was later second half, Um, that goal. It was, yeah, 61st minute, and, you know, Inter then had the momentum, they but did. then Alexi Sanchez got a second yellow for, you know, we both agreed. I'm not sure. It was one of those where it's the follow-through that was the foul. It wasn't, he, he got the ball, and then, you can't really control your body there and it goes through and he caught the player. He was already on a yellow. So he got two yellows. That was a red card. And then obviously Inter struggled to get that second goal and they never ended up doing it. But I mean, you said the first yellow that he got was also, it was another, it was less questionable most definitely, but it was another similar tackle where he went in to get the ball and then ended up like skimming the ball and then kind of studs went into yeah. the player and he's done it twice there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but again, I don't know if they add up to a red. It, yeah. It's very confusing because you can't have dangerous play. The ref's going to call it if it's dangerous play. And when you go studs into someone else's leg, ankle, or foot, that is considered dangerous play. But at the same time, it's a gray area because Alexis Sanchez got the ball first on both of them. So he he had the dangerous play, but he also played the ball. So it's kind of a gray area on what you do there. And it just ended up in Alexis Sanchez being sent off. Something that I didn't agree with, but happens. And unfortunately, Sanchez nor the rest of Inter were able to rally themselves and get that second goal to tie it up and go into extra time against Liverpool making them go out of the Champions League this year. Exactly. And then, obviously, Man City went through. They were already up, like, 5 They They were up 5-0, sporting Lisbon. Yeah. And uh, so then we have some Prem talk. uh, As Americans, it was great to see Jesse Marsh got his first Leeds win against Norwich. Uh, Gelhart had the last-minute winner. Norwich actually equalized in the 90th minute, and then uh leads went down and scored in like the 93rd so absolute scenes great end of the game at ellen road um he said we felt the magic of ellen road that day which you know i'd love leads to stay up i would and i'd love jesse to just be able to transform that oh it'd be incredible it would be so great and i know you said his quote after the game but as well as that after the second goal that leads put in jesse marsh went crazy jumping up in the air pumping his hands up and down and it's just what you love to see an American manager just doing really well. And, I mean, he did well at Leipzig. People, I think, are underestimating that he mm-hmm. really transformed that club. He did have a lot of money at his disposal. True, yeah. But he did do a good job of shaping that club into a solid Champions League contender, usually year in, year out. And him going to Leeds, I think, is a great step for not only Jesse Marsh, but but Leeds in the right direction. And I, I hope that they're able to salvage a season, stay in the Premier League, keep funds coming into the club and then have Jesse Marsh be able to continue shaping that team for next season. Yeah, and obviously all they have to do at this point is get more points than the three below them and 
they did or four below them and they did that they beat Norwich and those are games you have to win if you're at the bottom and you know we're happy for them but uh we can move on to the Chelsea Newcastle game Newcastle on a great run of form uh since 2022 started uh they flew up the table I think they're like close to Brighton now <laughs> yeah they are no let me let me check here I think they're in they're in 14th Brighton's in 13th two points ahead yeah, Brighton is which is insane yeah but uh Kai Havertz scored, um, I think, around in the 80th minutes. Of One the of the best goals that you see. Wow. And so I, I'm going to ask what you think here, but didn't it remind you a little bit of Messi's goal in the World exactly. Cup 2018 where he thighed it off of his, uh, I believe it was his left thigh, and then finished it with his right foot? Yeah. And it was off of the long ball that yep. came into him. Yep. It was an incredible goal and the ball literally like never bounced. It just like it was a great touch in stride and then finished it. So similar for Kai Havertz. Yeah. I, that was against Nigeria. It was right? against yeah. Nigeria, yes. But yeah, this Kai Havertz goal, I mean, he's been doing really well for Chelsea recently, but this goal was incredible. Like you said, he kind of just glided through the air with both touches and um the Newcastle goal, I just didn't have a chance. But Probably the biggest storyline of the Premier League this week that we just found out is Dan Byrne actually only has four fingers on one hand. It's crazy. I, I don't know how I've never known this because I'm a Brighton fan. Yeah, I don't know how you don't know. If you guys don't know, Dan Byrne was at Brighton. We sold him in the January transfer window, a sale that was quite tense. Some Brighton fans agreed with, some didn't agree with. I was in the camp of let's maybe keep Dan Byrne <laughs> considering we have a lot of injuries in the back right now. Considering Shane Duffy would then be in the rotation. <laughs> and maybe you could say I'm right considering the last five games that Brighton have played, yeah. all being losses, but we moved past it. Yeah. And Dan Byrne is now at Newcastle, a team who's shooting up the league at the moment, like you said. And after the Kai Havertz goal, Dan Byrne put his hands on his face. And to all of our surprise, his ring finger yeah, is so. not there. No. It's just missing. I have no idea why. You can see like a little part of it where maybe it was like cut off. Like I know some people have like yeah. accidents when they're like, That's you know, true. mowing the lawn or so. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Like, but like, you know, sawing or something like yeah. that. But I don't know how it happened. Maybe it was, it was by birth, but I never knew that he only had four fingers and props to him for being able to control his throw-ins so well, considering. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, it's just a great fact to have. It like, is. I would have never. And it's one of those things like, if you just watch a game with him in it, you you would think you would notice it. Oh yeah, totally. I, I don't know. There's so many games I've probably watched of him playing, and I've never ever seen seen it. But you know, it, it, it's it's crazy. I I was shocked. Yeah, exactly. It, it's one of those things. It's just now we know, and that's crazy. now we know, and you know, huge story. Like, it was it was actually all player. over. It was all over Instagram. Yeah, like, it was. Like what? I've never seen this before. Yeah, and then it goes back to like pictures like 10 years ago yeah when he played for fulham mm -hmm. and he had it there too yeah well he didn't have it but yeah yeah um <laughs> <laughs> but uh man city uh dropped points again to palace uh just today so now if liverpool win there it's only a one point lead which that's i mean it used to be like a 12 point lead no it, it was a nine point lead when oh, we were yeah. talking about it a couple weeks ago i think it was more though um maybe a month and a half ago yeah and now it's it's four at the moment but as you said one game in hand for liverpool could make it a one-point lead for man city if liverpool pick up the three points and liverpool 
just like Chelsea and Arsenal, all five game win streaks right now. And City uh, have dropped four points in the last five, so that's pretty big. I mean, even Arsenal, if they win all three games, they're only nine points away. Wow, Angie said apparently he lost his finger at age 13 while climbing a fence, according to the internet. Interesting. Did that's it get a... caught, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's brutal. That's painful. That's brutal. Wow. That's terrible. He was probably climbing a fence to get onto like a football pitch. Exactly. That's brutal. Going to training, that's you gonna just come home now, with yeah. no fingers. Yeah. Well, I suppose you'd have nine fingers still. You wouldn't have no fingers. Yeah. That would be a tough no one. No fingers would <laughs> I don't know how that would happen, but... Every single one gets caught in the fence. I mean, that's a very good lesson. Everyone's always like, don't climb fences. Now it's we know. It's usually about, like, falling. Yeah. That's now what I now we know. Like, don't try to hang on too lose tight. Lose a finger. Yeah. That's... Like, be careful where you put your hands. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They, the hands are very precious. You don't want to get that's them true. cut off by... Well, and he might have gotten tetanus good... as well. True. Fences can be rusty. It's Hopefully hot. he got his tetanus shot. She said a ring got caught on the side. Oh. Ew. So he was wearing a ring, that's why. He's wearing a ring at the age study, of 18. Study wears rings. So, producer Sutton, don't climb any don't. fences. Was he married at the age of 13? <laughs> it was an engagement ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, luckily, luckily he plays football, so. Yeah, he doesn't. Hands aren't... He's not like a, like a welder or anything. No. You know, I you mean, you know, with, the, with his yeah. height, he's like six seven or something he could play basketball but he could but it would be tough with the finger situation yeah, so uh but yeah i mean liverpool they're getting there they, they are they are they are doing fantastic right now let me pull up the table again just like went away from me i don't know how um sitting in second like we said and like we said before five games all five wins for the past and i mean if it comes down to goal differential, they have it right now. So it's t- it's a tight one. I, you know, I just remember being at like, all right, Man City won. There we go. But this no, is, literally a month ago, we yeah. were saying, oh, that's over. Yeah. But this turned into. This is why we love the pro. Hopefully one of the best title races in the past couple of years. Um, I'd love, I mean, obviously it'd be great if it was tied going into the final day that's mm. always, those are always the best but they don't happen all the time so it's a it's tough to have that happen yeah. a lot of stars need to align a lot <laughs> uh but mls as well i think we should touch on yeah our overseas our loons um before we go into predictions uh undefeated a win and two draws they beat uh red bulls away against a good friend Caden clark yes friend of the pod unfortunate yes. that he was not able to score or whatnot, but he did sub on during the game. Yeah, I did see and, him out there. And did play all right, played pretty well. And um, yeah, we won the game 1-0. Amari with a fantastic bicycle kick. And our boy did get the assist. Hassani did. He did. And shout out, actually, to St. Clair. Um, Dane, yes. Miller, I think, got sick in warm-ups yeah, Miller, or something. Yeah, Miller got ill. So St. Clair comes in, uh, saves a penalty, and has like three other incredible saves to keep the clean sheet. So... Honorable mention for Hassani as well. Yeah, um, I would agree. Hassani does not get the... Hassani doesn't get the honorable mention, but Dane does. But Dane does, yeah. yeah. There we go. There it is. Moving past the MLS, obviously we just wanted to touch a little bit on our, our loons. And to the upcoming predictions for this coming week, the three games that we will be predicting are Ajax versus Benfica, Arsenal versus Liverpool, and the El Clasico. As you can see on the records... 
I am doing far better because I had a 3-0 and week last week. I know we just talked about all the games we predicted, but I wanted to save it for this time yeah. when I could say that I predicted all of them right. So now I'm to 9-15. and 15. Still not doing as well as you, but catching up. Uh, and I went 1-2, and two, um, which, you know, that's the least you probably want. Yeah. Um, Besides an O and three, but yeah, well, that would be that would be yeah. how it would how it works. Exactly. <laughs> uh, three three and O. That's the second all time. Now we both have a three and O to our name. We do. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, if I get like if you get another three and O, you have more wins than me. Especially if I like if I get that's one true. a one and two again, we're back to where we started. It seemed like I was way ahead before, but. That's the beauty of predictions. It is. It can go anywhere. Exactly. It's like the title race. Yeah. And I, I know you did a lot more research on the Ajax-Benfica game. Yeah. Um, but that's a Champions League uh, matchup. Yeah, I can I can take it away for that one. Round of 16, second leg. It is 2-2 on aggregate right now for the Ajax-Benfica game. It's one of those where it's not two powerhouses of you know, top five leagues. Neither of them are actually in a European top five considered league by the general public. Ajax are in the Eredivisie of the Netherlands and Benfica are in the Liga Nos of Portugal. But both are powerhouses in their own respective domestic leagues. Ajax currently sit in first in the Eredivisie, two points above PSV, who are Ajax's rival, and Sebastian Aller, the striker for Ajax, who was on West Ham last year and did not do very well at West Ham, moved to Ajax, and this year has been doing fantastic. He has seven games in the Champions League with 11 goals and two assists, so 13 goal contributions in seven games is almost two per game, which is absolutely unreal and he's doing very well in the Eredivisie as well so he's a player to look out for if you are to watch this game Ajax also topped their group winning all six games in the group stage of the Champions League so they're on a roll right now with only one tie and six wins in the Champions League so I personally when I'm predicting this would expect them to win but their counterpart in this game, Benfica, is also doing very well. Third in the Liga Nos, which, I don't know, maybe I would consider as a more difficult league than the Eredivisie. And they are 12 points behind Porto, who are flying right now in the Liga Nos. And Roman Yaremchuk, who is a Ukrainian striker, who's actually done very well for the Ukrainian national team. Um, and Benfica has eight goals and six assists on the season with two in the Champions League, so he's a player that I would watch out for as well in this game. But yeah, going by what I think and, and the research that I've done and the team that I like in this game, I would say Ajax is going to get the win here. And I would have to agree. You're doing the, the same? Yeah. Okay, for this Well, one. I would like to touch on that, but I'm I mean, I'm looking at, so their last matchup, like you said, it's 2-2 on aggregate. Ajax did go into the lead twice in this game and then gave it up twice um, to tie the game. So I'm going with Ajax. But what do you think about maybe ditching the one? <laughs> oh, you want to ditch it? Yeah. We could move it to two if you wanted to. Should we? We can move it to two. But we can like try. So, let's have Seti decide. But we can try not to yeah. match up. But like, Scotty, what do you think? Yeah. So, so basically... So there's three choices, yeah. three, three games. games yeah. yeah. 
and usually we say only one of the three we can have the same prediction on mm-hmm. but if we're both thinking the same team will win on more than one then it's like well we're not really predicting honestly i think two's, two's a good idea two, two. yeah two, we can move two to two based on what you think's gonna happen yeah and not, and not just like because i because yeah like there's a reward yeah that's true i mean yeah even maybe all three should be but I don't think you want all three the same always. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think two is a good happy medium there. And we can still try not yeah. to. And usually it's not a problem. But I was just This one could go either way, but I just I love Ajax. The yeah, team is great. Me too. It's a it's yeah. a great team. Looking at their last game um that they played, uh, like you said, Ajax went up and then actually conceded in in between both of their goals. Yeah. Uh and so oh it's not coming up with the previous lineup. Let me find it. But I'm I'm going to do some research right now about their back line because I'm wondering who they had in there at the well, moment. You know, I've when I've looked around like periodically at like best players, best young players, I think is Timber their center back. I'm not sure if that's his name, but he usually comes up as sure. like the best one of the best uh young players in europe yeah so i think that would be a good player to keep your well i actually always have one of those yeah you know sebastian aller and dushan tadich who's another yeah. one that i didn't touch on are both players that are very fantastic in mm-hmm. their own right but they aren't the youngsters that yeah. ajax is producing antony is one that you could look at on that ajax oh, side oh you had it um yeah timber number two the center back i really blend as well i've heard there. a lot about him um and then, yeah, obviously, Anthony, like you said, Allaire, Tadic, just a really good squad, really likable squad. Yeah, and Gravenberch in the defensive mid spot yeah. as well. I mean, what about that center back pairing? Oh, it's Menti and Jan Vertonghen for Benfica. Two throwback Premier League. No, it is a great, defenders. it is a great center back pairing. And one thing I could see, I don't know if you guys in the chat or listening on Spotify or whatever remember, but. Uh, Pepe had an incredible Champions League performance last year against, I believe it was Real Madrid, yeah? Uh, yeah. I think I think it was. I might be yeah. wrong on that, so don't quote me on that. But he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a round of 16 game that Porto actually won, mm-hmm. and they advanced, and they were the underdog in that game. And Pepe, who was a 36 at the time, you were old center back who had played for Real Madrid and other clubs in European top flights, and been known as one of the best defenders in the world, had an incredible game at such an old age, moving down after he had moved down teams. So looking at that Jan Vertonghen, Nicholas Otamendi backline for Benfica, also a Liga Nos team, I could see one of them having a similar performance to Pepe. Oh. Neither of them had the career that Pepe had, Yeah. but Otamendi and Jan Vertonghen were be- very good in their own right. Both of them being club legends, in my opinion, for Otamendi at Man City and Jan Vertonghen at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. I, I think it is a very intriguing uh, tie because obviously they are tied on aggregate and it's all to play for. It is. It is. Uh-huh. It'll be. That's definitely the one I'm going to watch on that day. Yeah. And uh, the next one is Arsenal versus Liverpool, uh, a Premier League matchup at the Emirates. Uh, as we talked about, Liverpool have the chance to go only one point behind Man City, while Arsenal are on a great run of form, and they're at home at the Emirates where they just play a lot better, and they've beaten good teams there. Um, I'll go first. Yeah, you got it. Um, you know, it, looking at this 
it's hard to go against Liverpool. And as much as I want to go uh, an Arsenal win, I'm going to go with a draw. And I know you don't like predicting draws, but... It's it's less of a chance. You know, I see... But I can't... You shouldn't listen to me because I'm losing. Exactly. And I... <laughs> you know, it's it's worked once. One time I've... How many predict- times have you done it? I feel like I've done like four times. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in my head, I'm envisioning that like 2017 game at the Emirates where it was a 3-3 draw. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, Where Arsenal scored. They went up like 3-2 or something after being down 2-1. It was a great game. I'm envisioning something close to that and hopefully it ends in a draw. Um, But, you know, it's hard to bet against Liverpool these days. It's very hard to get bet against Liverpool. But everyone on this channel knows I'm a betting man, so I am going with an Arsenal win. Five, but both, like we have said many times in previous parts of the episode, but both have five wins in a row in the mm-hmm. Premier League, so both are going into this game really hot, but I, I just favor Arsenal in this fixture. I think that they have the edge right now. I think Bukayo Saka is doing very well. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued to see how he does in this game also the back line of arsenal is doing fantastic at the moment so i i just i favor arsenal and i think that they have a really good shot at coming out on top for this game that being said i'm probably gonna get like get this one wrong and and unfortunately liverpool have a very high probability of winning this game but i i i have my chips in for arsenal and i i like that pick yeah and i'm rooting for arsenal like on the side for this game, even though I did predict a draw. Um, and then lastly, the El Clasico, Real Madrid versus Barcelona uh, at the Bernabeu. Uh, Real are first still with 66 points. Barcelona are in third with 51, so quite a ways behind. But like we said, Barcelona are on a 10-game unbeaten run. So and It's big. Re- and Real Madrid just beat PSG in a huge game. Two teams that are hot, like the last yeah. prediction that we had, coming in facing off in arguably the biggest match of league domestic football in the world. Probably, yeah. I'd say those four teams are probably the four most informed teams. I would agree, yeah. yeah. Which is makes it really interesting. What do you say? Because I... Actually, yeah, I think I think there's an argument for five out of the six teams in these predictions being the five most informed teams that's with true. Ajax in there as well. Yeah. So that's that's big. We we had we came up big on these predictions. We did. Um, it's a great week for predictions. It is. I'm gonna go with a. You see, I I really want Barcelona to win this game. I think that it proves a point about what Xavi is doing for the club. I think that it goes to show that the 10 games that they're unbeaten isn't because they're playing in the Europa League and have played against lower table La Liga teams. Um, and I think it'll just, it'll it'll make a statement to the world. Like, yeah, Xavi is really doing a good job because although they are 10 games unbeaten right now, there's not a lot of media going around about how good Barca are doing. And I think that they deserve more. That being said, I do think I'm going to predict Real Madrid. I don't like predicting that. And I want Barca to win, but I, I, I just have to. I have to do it, and I think that they're going to come out on top. I want the points here. You know, I don't. I don't want to go for yeah only the teams that I want to win. I want the points. So, yeah. Real Madrid, an informed Benzema, 
coming off of six goal it's contributions in two games yeah. with a Vinicius who's been in form all season and subs off the bench of Kemavinga and Rodrigo. A midfield, I mean, their midfield trio is fantastic. Although Barca have the Gavi Pedri midfield that's very young, I don't that's think true. you can really beat the current Real Madrid, Tony Cruz, Casemiro, Luka Modric. So I'm going with Real Madrid on this one. And similar to the last matchup um, where you took Arsenal, I'm going to take Barcelona. Okay. Because, like you said, I love their team, but I, I'm i not going to do what I did with the Arsenal-Liverpool game where I said, you know, realistically, it's going to be hard for Arsenal to win this game. I think it's going to be hard for Barcelona to win this game. But I think it's possible. They've done it in the past. They're on good form. Um, I think the storyline of Xavi beating Real Madrid away would be very cool. And I think that's what I'm going to go for. Um, so, yeah, you got, we both went Ajax for the first matchup. I said draw for Arsenal-Liverpool. You said a Arsenal win. So still sticking with the one. We did. We didn't need it. Yeah. But we have that new rule of being allowed to. Yeah, just in case we're like, well, now I can't yeah. predict. And, and you I'm shouldn't have to... Yeah change your predictions just because of the rules yeah but you shouldn't also predict the yeah. same thing just because you don't want to you know get your record yeah it, it's got to be a balance yeah so you know, sportsmanship yes yeah, yeah. sportsmanship <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah I, I think those are three games that look very intriguing this week and on top of the Ajax Benfica Champions League game, there is a plethora of other Champs League games coming up throughout this week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then also next week, Tuesday, Wednesday. So keep your eye out for those. Actually, no, not next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, just this week. Yeah. But um, and Europa League also uh, this week, Thursday. So uh, keep your eye out for those games. They should be very, very solid. And I would expect a couple, maybe one maybe multiple but probably just one game like the Real Madrid Tottenham or uh Cristiano Ronaldo Man United versus Tottenham mm. or Real Madrid versus PSG game you know yeah. those two were great games yeah. but i would expect another game like that this week just with all the football we have at a high level mm-hmm. moving on to the last part of the podcast which is fantasy premier league we always just like to cover this in case anyone is playing in the league wants to play in the league next year is doing their own league and they want to see how we're doing um, but yeah, currently I'm on 26 points for my normal team, That's not, my, my yeah. non-draft team, which is not ideal. No. I would say that you want more than that. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I just looked at my bench. Uh, so yeah, I got 29, not much better than you. The average was 49. Which, I did have sell on my bench, you know, nine points on the bench. I took out Christensen because he hadn't played for like months and he goes and gets seven points. And then I have Mendy with six points on the bench and I have Schmeichel in net with two. So to be desired more on the bench. Do you have any uh, zeros on your... I have Fernandez, Livermore. Ah, well, did Fernandez played though? Oh, he did. Didn't he? Yeah. No, he didn't. Did he not? No, he was on the bench. Yeah, he didn't play. Oh, at well, Livermento didn't play, and Sumikas didn't play either. Yeah, so you'll have guys sub in. So yeah, well, so, Mendy won't, but Christensen will. Um, you know, seven extra points. It doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't. But... I'm gonna have a similar sort of week. Uh, I have one, possibly two players that 
have blanked this week in Jared Bowen and Emerson Royale. Although, did Emerson play? I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did. So he might not have blanked. He just might have <laughs> got zero. gotten zero points. Yeah. But Jared Bowen blanked, and he is on a Achilles injury with an unknown return date. <laughs> so <laughs> Mo Salah will go in for him, bringing me nine points and a possible more uh, points with their fixture against Arsenal. So I could get up to around 40. The average this week was 49. So I probably That'd need ways to go yeah. to get there. And also the average will be raised once the final games, Tottenham versus Brighton and Liverpool versus Arsenal are played. Exactly. But yes, those are our points for the regular team. You can move on to your team for the draft, which is usually your strong suit anyway. Yeah, well, did you see... It was a COG weekly matchup. No chance. Um, and look who came out on top. And I got absolutely crushed. So I have way more games to play as well. Yeah, and Sterling with zero. Hopefully Lewis Dunk on the double game week <laughs> can give me some points. But I do have Van Dyke and Salah who already have six and nine. Uh, they play Arsenal, so maybe... Um, well, I predicted a draw... So hopefully, like Van Dyke gets a hat trick, Salah gets a hat trick, and then and then it's a six. and then Smith Rowe gets six goals, six goals, and that would be ideal, I'd say. But um, didn't really leave much on the bench either. Cycling GK with three points. Ah, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty solid. Pretty solid. <laughs> I, you know, the lead, the ability to get first is uh, is it dwind- it's dwindling. Away? I'm in second behind James, uh, six points behind at this point. Um. Tied with Eli. Yeah. Um, I'm fifth right now. Yeah. Four points behind Paul. And that was a big win for you, Eli. though. It, it was a big win. Second place team. Yeah. I, I, I'm two above Patrick now because of that. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting mid table just above. But I think, I mean, James is doing really well right now. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to beat him, either of us. I think I have almost no chance. <laughs> we'll see what you can do. I had 37, as you can see on screen, did end up, well, so far at least, beating Mac. And the Ivan Tony Ben Rama Tony's pair. Real. Well, Tony got twelve and Ben Rama got eleven. Yeah. So that really helps my case mm-hmm. for the draft team. And on top of that, Simikas, he's not really playing, but he has an opportunity to play <laughs> against Arsenal. Mane has another game against Arsenal. Mape and Trossard both have a game against Tottenham, and Saint Maximin has a game against Everton. So we do have some opportunities to keep increasing the score. Yeah. So we'll see there. Um, but I think that I'm probably going to take the dub for this week. Most likely, yeah. you know, unless that six goals from Smith. Yeah, happen. unless unless the prediction happens. Off the bench as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does score off the bench. I don't know. Generally. He's their top, glo- top, uh, top goal club scorer. goal scorer, and he's coming off the bench every game, which, you know. It's kind of a strange one. Arteta. He's a master class. Yeah. He just knows. He sees that. things that no one does. He, he reads in between the lines. Yeah. Well, that does conclude the podcast for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed. It was a revival from our performance last week, which was kind of a meh podcast. Um, and the views reflected that. Uh-huh. So um, we we did attempt to you know, get back on track for this one, and we feel like it was a good podcast. Yeah. And so hopefully you guys have an amazing week. We'll see you guys again next week. Actually, we do have no. a bit of yeah. news to talk about. Let's talk about it right now. Um, just to let the fans know and everything. 
just about my trip yeah well, both. Yeah. well mine's not in the direction of the uk but we are both going yeah. to be away for the next week so we won't have a podcast next week mac is actually doing a fantastic trip i'm just going to california to get some sun um <laughs> that's fantastic it, that that is yeah. fantastic but mac it, i mean you can t- tell the people but it's well yeah we're uh going to london going to the ends you know yes uh the end. See, seeing some footy games actually possibly seeing a Sutton united no way game, that's fantastic is Sutton gonna be playing and I won't be here either. Oh, he Are you going for the Sutton United game? No, I'll be in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Wow. Very good. But getting close to the equator. Um, <laughs> but also uh the England Ivory Coast game as well, which a international friendly, which would be fun to see a couple of those English lads and chill with them. Wilfred. Yeah, no, I talked to you. You yeah. were you were like, Are you gonna go have dinner yeah. with Callum Hudson Adoy, Mason, Mason Mount? Mount yeah, yeah, just do a little cheeky kick yeah. about them. In the DMs you were just talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I, I know it's up. So. I, I'll I'll text Jesse Marsh. Yeah. And see if you can because <laughs> yeah. he could he could be in the interview. Yeah, exactly. So American, you know. Americans alike. Yeah, look out for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> look out for the jesse marsh interview yeah, exactly um but yeah that concludes the podcast hopefully you guys had a good time watching you'll have a good next two weeks be able to enjoy yourself watch some champions league watch some premier league and peace